Shania Twain coming, Kevin Hart came in for a takeaway. Crofty and Grado hear the stories behind some of Glasgow's best loved restaurants. And I gave him $200 and I said, can you tell me the recipe for that? And he told me. He did. I should be in the jail. I should be in the jail. Crofty samples the vegan options. I can't believe this is vegan. And Grado samples everything else. And I don't think there's any better wing in Glasgow. Before the ultimate test, the Dougie bag. Let's do the Dougie bag. Let's do the Dougie bag. Excited. Oh, that's delicious. Good, isn't it? Nice bit of spice. Look at that. That's really, really tasty. Episode one at Bucks Bar is available now. Search for Rate the Plate wherever you get your podcasts. Rate the Plate with Glasgow Taxis. Trusted by the people of Glasgow for over 59 years. The Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel for our latest videos. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! And this is Paul Cooney live from Go Radio, the one-hour special with distinguished Scottish journalist Mark Guidi. Yes, Mark, it's you. Good evening. <laughs> it's the summer signing number seven for Rangers in the shape of, well, some do we all know well, 35-year-old Leon Balligan. Yeah, he had a, a spell at the club when uh, Stephen Gerrard uh, had him. Very able defender, um, Paul. There's maybe a bit of an emergency situation perhaps at, at Rangers in terms of uh, young Leon King getting the, the injury. Uh, Sterling, we know, has not travelled with to Germany at the pre-season camp with a calf injury. So, Balligan, you know exactly what you're getting um, with him and just what Rangers need at this moment in time. Celtic will be off to Dublin in a couple of weeks' time playing the match with Wolves. It was going to be, as we know, in South Korea. So they have moved. This seems sensible, yeah. I would think, Mark, to play on the Saturday, the 29th, yep. Aviva Stadium. Think it'll be a big crowd? Massive, yeah. It'll be a sellout uh, there, Paul. I've been to, to Dublin a couple of times when Celtic have played friendlies over there. And uh, yeah, the Celtic will no doubt have a big travelling support and a, a natural support in that part of the world as well. So yeah, it's a good one for, for Brendan Rodgers and the players to get Wills and then Bilbao for uh, James Forrest testimonial just before the, 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 big, uh, the big game against uh, Ross County at home on August the 5th. The Brendan Rodgers era, I don't think it starts tonight, does it? Because it's very much a friendly mm. in Portugal. Or is it? They'll be playing against Porto Menezi. That, Paul, listen, it's it's about getting minutes into the legs. It's yep. about trying out a couple of things. Whether Celtic win 10 0 or lose 10 0, it doesn't make any difference. Certainly, my opinion at this time of the season, it's getting minutes under the belt. The manager, the first time we'll see the players um, in action, and uh, it'll be really looking forward to that. But of course, they will be wanting to put on a show for the, the, the new manager. So, Rangers in Germany, the pre season warm up continues, and it's uh, warm weather over there. Celtic in Portugal, they'll be back at the weekend, and then they'll head to Japan and then back for Dublin and some other games as well uh, some other news of course Rangers will we talked about it a couple of weeks ago there could be a windfall for Malik Tillman obviously he's not coming to Rangers but there's a lot of interest in the player over there and uh, Rangers could get some more money from Tillman because quite a few clubs want him this season yeah I mean I, I'm, I'm not I mean that's kind of the, the, the story with Tillman seems to kind of move it seems to go back and forward uh, Paul, I'm not really sure so until something concrete um, comes out and uh, you know there's money actually paid to Rangers in whatever shape or form then uh, great but at the moment I wouldn't be counting any money um, from that in terms of looking at for uh, Michael Beale's kitty but there's certainly interest um, in the player and First and foremost, if Rangers do get a financial windfall, I've no idea about that. But if they, I think first and foremost, it was a loss not to get him as a player. I think they were a really good asset uh, for Rangers to, to have in their squad this season. But that's not to be, and uh, they move on from it. What do you think of the Rangers signing so far? Seven during the summer? 
Well, we'll wait and see, Paul. Um, you know, certainly um, one or two of them have got a really good uh, pedigree. Uh, Michael Beale's been chasing them. Obviously, if you start from the back, Jack Butland, you know, is a really solid signing. As a goalkeeper, then you, you move on up the pitch. There's already a couple in, and Raskin um, and Cantwell. So we know there was, if you want to call it, major surgery uh, required. There was going to be a, a natural exodus uh, of players. There might still be one or two more to go. There's one or two rings are trying to get out the door. Um, so we'll, we'll wait and see where again where they are on August the 5th when they play away to Kilmarnock in the opening league and then of course three or four days later they'll go into their Champions League uh, qualifier so a massive month of August uh, for Rangers um, coming up and I think that Michael Beal even though there's, that's now number seven in the door I think he'll be looking for two or three more Celtic could be in line for an even bigger sell-on fee for Jeremy Frimpong. We spoke about him on Monday night with Neil yeah. Lennon, who was on with Barry and myself. What a player he's proved to be. Is it Bayer Leverkusen? They reckon now it could be 20 to 25 million. Yeah, I don't know what the exact percentage is at Celtic Scott, uh, Paul, but yeah, again, if that comes off, there's certainly been interest um, in him. If that comes off, that's a, you know, a real good one, considering that Celtic have already banked in the region of 9 or 10 million for him from the original sale to, to Leverkusen. Um, then you know that that's got the potential to be a, a good one for Celtic. He is a good player. I remember him, Paul. You remember him, sure. and he was a real bubbly personality um, as well. And it took Celtic a while to fill that slot that he vacated. Fabrizio Romano, who of course <laughs> is a top journalist on the continent, he's saying it could go as high as thirty or thirty-five million pounds. Mentioning the big money, let's go on the lines. First call tonight: oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Haven't spoken to him for ages. It's Sean in Garthamlet. Good evening, legend. How are you? I'm all right, legend. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Paul here and Mark as well. Let's not hope you're having a good summer. What do you make of it? What about today? Leon Balligan back as cover for Leon King. Yeah, well, he's got a lot of experience, um, but I say to James, so I, I'm happy about that. I don't think it'll be many people. It's probably got to be his last year. You might say an a year, but it's probably coming to the end. I was over at Emirates House today, and the standards of that uh, new show is a lot better because let's be honest, as a Rangers fan, and most Rangers fans would agree, the Ibrox store was kind of lacking a wee bit over uh, the last couple of years. So to get it back up to a five-star shop and everything that's coming with it, um, the Rangers board need to take um, a lot of uh, credit with that one because a lot of a lot of us Rangers fans will gain the board a wee bit yeah. um, bad credit on it because mm-hmm. the Ibrox show and certainly a lot of the shops obviously I can understand that due to financial reasons, but hopefully now it's back on the big terms and um, we can get people's back in the shops instead of going online all the time. What did you buy today? I bought the new Rangers away top and the new home top. And you happy? I'm happy, yeah. but it came to it's £140, good. so... Wow. Aye. So, but no. I'll send the email, I'll send the email through to Go Radio and Paul Pye. Is that the receipt? <laughs> I send the receipt through. That's right. So what, what, so what are you thinking last night in the show we heard from Serial Desires? He spoke about... I wasn't actually listening okay. last night. I was actually yeah. out last night, so I, I don't really know. Don't let That's it happen fine. too often. But <laughs> what are you worry. thinking about him? People like the look of him. He's a proven goal scorer, came from Cremonese. 28 years old, so it's his best years now, isn't it? Yeah, definitely his best years. And I actually think this could be the year Rangers or Celtic could break the SPL transfer budget. Uh, not that the SPL. That, um, mm. This could be the year. I think Rangers signed Buffon for 12 and a half. I think Celtic's about nine. This could be the year 
or maybe next year could be the year Rangers or Celtic okay. could buy a player for 15 million there's a question Tori Andrew Flo as well he was certainly 12, 12 million yeah. wasn't he Mark <coughs> yeah. do you think it's going to happen and is yeah it... I've, I've said for a while wouldn't you know even before Brendan Rodgers coming it wouldn't surprise me if Celtic break their record which I think is in the region of 9 million pounds um, Sean uh, yeah. for um, uh, Odson Edward uh, from PSG that was Brendan Rodgers um, that bought him. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Celtic have certainly got the financial muscle to go and do that if they identify the right player and Brendan Rodgers really wants him in the door. Then, yeah, I can see Celtic spending £11, £12 million on a single player um, this summer, uh, for sure. For Rangers, I don't think they're in that ballpark at this moment in time. Um, Sean, you know, but the yeah. first and foremost, uh, as I've said, it's a, it's a vital month. Uh, for Rangers prestige uh, why he's been involved in the Champions League but also uh, financially you know the, the the money that's involved is an absolute game changer and uh, that's why it's so important for Michael Beale and the players well, to get a really good pre-season and, and get these games uh, get these games won in the month of August Yeah Well this is this is the last year of the normal Champions League because next year it goes into basically a league team do you know play each other eight times or something? well one team eight times you play one team eight times next no, season. No, no, no one team, sorry. Uh, but you play, is it not like a league table? Um, you play you, you eight play games in the Champions League from next year. All ah, right, oh yeah, sorry, the new format from 24, yeah, 25, I yeah. Really yeah. Fancy that. I'd really like, fancy that. I keep it the way it is. Well, sadly, UEFA. Sadly, yeah. Sean, we do listen to you, but I don't think UEFA will listen to that. It will be different next year. Do you think Rangers are going to make it? You would see at the weekend, the manager, Michael Beale, was speaking about, about how well he wants to do in Europe. And Europe was well, double-edged yeah, sword no, last I year. I don't want to... I don't want to jinx it, but I think Rangers will make it because right. they've signed a lot of tall players. Chelsea used to have a tall team, and I think height can sometimes. I think height sometimes is that works to the advantage. You get a wee boost with a height team, so I think Rangers will get to the group stages, but it's all about getting to the last sixteen. Because I think, it, it, see, see, honestly, like, hmm? I want Rangers in the Champions League, but I think you've got a chance in Europa League. You're going all the way. The Champions League. No disrespect to Rangers and Celtic, but the chance of winning the Champions League is basically a miracle. I you could win the Europa sure. League or the Conference League, they borrow. Sean's the man who, a couple of years ago, said Rangers would win the title by 25 points, and they did. Um, I thought you were going to say, Sean, you thought this would be the year that either Celtic or Rangers would win a European trophy. I actually thought that's well, what you were going to say when you said they'll break the transfer record. Do, do, do you know, think they could do, go? Do you know what? Yeah. I, would, I would love a European final with Rangers and Celtic. I would love Rangers and Celtic. I don't know where the Europa League final is being played this season, but how beautiful for the Scottish game for Rangers and Celtic. Even to get and I think after the group stages you can play each other out to quarters. But how beautiful for the game because Rangers and Celtic have never played each other in Europe. And I think see if Rangers and Celtic go to a European final together, I think that would be I don't care what they say about the Champions League. That would be the biggest European final in world football. 13 minutes past five. Sean said it from Garthamlik. Could be a European final with a big two. Mark, that Do you think it would be a sellout, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be a sellout. We'd probably play it in the moon. <laughs> Sean, let's hear a wee bit from Cyril Desers, who's been speaking about... Well, he's talking yeah. about himself and saying, this is what you, you're going to see this season. Yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm at a good age right now. 28 is a perfect age where you have, like... Uh, physically you're still at your top level and uh, you gain some experience uh, from the last years um, 
So I think that's that's a perfect time to to play for trophies and to hopefully win some trophies. And uh, of course, the the mentality of, of of Rangers and and which is present at this moment already in the team is clear, and and it's clear that I want to be a part of that. And uh, I think I can bring some things not only like uh, football wise, but also mentality wise in 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 the locker room. And and I hope that that I can play a role as well in that. Paul's a great point that the Sayers make you know but Sean's just said a couple of minutes ago that Rangers have signed a lot of tall players they think that could give them an advantage in Europe I, I, I get what Sean's saying but ultimately first and foremost it's about ability first and foremost particularly yeah. in Europe and then secondly that you know Cyril de Sayers is absolutely right mentality and that's what Rangers have got to show that they've got that winning mentality it's not been there for, for over a year now since the European final um, they, they had it to be fair last summer when they had that mentality to beat Union SG then beat PSV under Giovanni Van Bronckers but since then when it really comes to it they've not won a crunch game didn't they beat Celtic in any game that mattered and didn't win a European game after they knocked out PSV so they've got to go and get that back that's up to Michael Beal and the players but it's clearly something that's been discussed Inside Ibrooks for for uh, Cyril Desaires to mention. And by the way, I think he spoke very well there. I like the sound of him. Um, but yeah, mentality is so important, Sean. You've got to have the ability, but you've got to have the mentality to go and show that you can be a winner in games that matters. And Rangers in the month of August have got games that absolutely matter to them. And then the first weekend of the season, they've got Celtic coming to Ibrooks. So it's massive time for the club. Yeah. What do you think about Danilo? Barry mentioned on Monday night, look out for another bid. Feyenoord are expecting a second bid from Rangers. Um, they initially rejected the first bid, which we think was around three and a half million pounds, a Brazilian. Sean, is this music to your ears? Uh, I would say if Rangers hit the 4.5, 5 million, I think Rangers will get And I've, Let's be honest, there's no many bad Brazilian football players that turn out to not really be that good. So... I think um, Rangers should keep putting on a one or two more bids if we get and see what happens because I still think a few Rangers players will leave. I think Kamala will leave. Yep. I've got a funny feeling uh, Hadji could leave as well. So uh, at Barracks, I think could leave as well. So I think there could be another three or four leaving Rangers. I don't know if, if much about if Celtic will sell any few players, but. Uh, and there's rumours and all. I've heard it on some Rangers sites, obviously, mm -hmm. on YouTube. You don't know. Emdy can post it on yeah, uh, sure. YouTube and that. But, uh, like, uh, Gerard could come in for Ta James Tavernier. But I don't know if that's just speculation. Rangers fans getting a wee bit carried away with ourselves. Well, he's got the money there. Michael Beale did say, didn't refer to Tavernier, but he said in general, if Stephen Gerrard comes looking for players... It depends on the money. It would have to be big money. Aye. But but the likes yeah. of Kamara, they'd want them to go now. Maybe Hadji yeah. as well. They're going to have to bring some money in. Yeah. They're spending big. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kamara, Hadji, um, Barisic, potentially Bonabar, aye, Lundstrom, aye. we having a year to go. Um, you know, there's five or six there. Davies. That, that, uh, Davies, yeah, that, that you'd imagine, I'll use the word gettable. Um, and obviously every player has got their price there's absolutely no doubt about that you know Jota at a £25 million price tag and what a bit of business that was by Celtic and from Tavernier you know yeah if, if, if there's a, a genuine interest from, from Steven Gerrard then I'm sure if they really wants to buy him then they can go and buy him because money's no object in that part of the world but what would be a concern for me with Rangers and for Michael Beale is um, I don't mind a, a Kamara or a Barisic or you know, I think they're all, um, they wouldn't be first team starters anyway now uh, for me, but I wouldn't want to lose a Tavernier 
before the Champions League qualifiers. You know, I'd want James Tavernier because yep. yep. I've just spoke about mentality stuff. You know, I think Tavernier's got that. He's had his critics, but he is one of the most, if not the most consistent Rangers player in the past five years or so. So I wouldn't be so keen in losing Tavernier um, before the Champions League qualifiers. After that, there's, there's two or three days of the window to go. Then, then fair enough if a big money offer comes in. But I think if you're Michael Beale, there's five or six guys that you would say to the board, no, let's try and hold off as long as we can before we think about selling any of them if we need to sell. And I think Tavernier would come into that bracket. Do, do you know who, Paul? Yep. I'm not get, I don't want to get carried away with myself, but see if Rangers do make a Champions League. Yep. Do you know who I want to get in the group stages? Who? I don't want to get carried away, but I think I've already have. I would love Newcastle because they're on the way up and I think yeah. a battle of Britain where the richest Richest or second richest team behind Man City. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Uh, well, you'll see them next week, but Sean, I, I, for Alan McGregor's testimonial. And Sean, before you go, what are you thinking? So, Ange Postacoglu has gone from Celtic and the Rangers fans at the time. That's, that's great news because he won five out of six. In comes Brendan Rodgers, who won two trebles in a row and set Celtic up for three in a row and then four in a row. What do you feel about Brendan Rodgers as Celtic manager? Well, Brent, Brendan Rodgers is a great manager. He really won the league with Liverpool through Gerard Slip. was probably going to win the league. Well, was going to win the league. Yeah. He's won the league. I obviously won the league when Rangers probably were in their low points, but Nate's good for that. But I will say one thing. Go I on. think Angie's actually a better manager for attacking football. So, But um, I'm not getting uh, too carried away. But I think Angie's... And I think um, Angie Potter will win a trophy next season at uh, Tottenham Hotspur. I think he could win the FA Cup or the League Cup and I think Spurs will finish third. Wow. That would be some performance and that put the mark straight into the Champions League. Oh, well, if that's the case, yeah. Sean's, Sean's right, Postacoglu will have a statue this time next year um, outside the, the state. Look, I think one thing that Ange Postacoglu has got in his favour, if I'm assessing uh, Tottenham Hotspur uh, with him in charge, is they have no European football, Sean. So they just have yeah, to they, con- they, they, concentrate Europe, domestically Saturday to Saturday. Yeah. 38 league games. Yeah. I think third might be a big ask, but you never know. Um, but certainly a, a, an improvement, um, you know, 9, 10, 11 points more than what they got last season. Um, so, and, and yeah, they could, nick, they could nick a cup, you never know, but I think it's a big bonus for him. All he has to do is get those players on a training pitch Monday to Friday, prepare them domestically. They don't need to go through that Thursday-Sunday routine which you know, can be physically and mentally demanding um, on your players. So, yeah, yeah, we'll wait and see how, how Spurs do. But fantastic club, possibly the best stadium um, in the oh, UK. I, I, and, I, I, uh, you know, yeah, that's, it's all there for Ange Postacoglu. I thought he spoke well too at his conference the other day as well when he was paraded. Can I ask you both something? News yesterday that Hearts are going to reduce the away support for all the games in the coming season, apart from the Hibs game, the Derby. What do you think about that? I think it's wrong that they are reducing the number of uh, opposition fans in grounds. It's a shame. Yeah. Mark, what do you feel? Yeah, it is a shame, but it, it's it's rules that are there that are made by the clubs. Yeah. You know, the, you're allowed to do it, Paul, and, and the clubs vote through these rules. It's something that, that Hearts have just managed to, to dream up. Um, it's there. It is unfortunate because you would like to see more of a uh, more of a crowd of the opposition fans. It, it helps with atmosphere we've spoken about many times uh, with the old firm games the past few years. But um, Hearts have seen something that appeals to them, and they're perfectly within their rights to do so. Sean, well, see, to be honest, our different teams with Hearts. Hearts can probably fill their stadium if they play Rangers or Celtic, but there's some teams that can't. But one thing I will say. 
uh, to the old firm, and this, and this is what I don't agree with Rangers and Celtic. I think it's too petty, and I think we need to back to Celtic get the broom when Rangers get behind the goals at Celtic Park. Yeah. Unfortunately, because people have bought season tickets, they tell season ticket holders to get up their season ticket. Sure. I wouldn't like to be that person, but they need to get something sorted because it, it is a wee bit embarrassment for the old firm on both ends. It is. Sean, thanks a lot. Look forward to speaking Thank to you. you soon. Cheers. 0808 17 17 700. He's buzzing. The league should pay him some money, shouldn't they, to pay towards his £140 for the home and away. Home and away. Thanks, Sean. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Busy run about uh, Paul Madi, as we found out in the way in. Ahead of the show tonight, I see Scott McTominay's back in Scotland, John McGinn as well at the Pro-Am, the celebrity Pro-Am before the Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club. Mark, I know you enjoy yeah. your golf. I mean, we all do with the tennis on the golf. Great to see those two. Yeah. How good are they for Scotland? Ah, they've been brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you know, John McGinn's been, been terrific, you know, really consistent for four or five years. But Scott McTominay, just in this campaign alone, Paul, in the final games of the of the last one, so for the last year to 18 months, he's been a massive player uh, for Steve Clark. And you think as well, he filled in at the back as well, you know, taking out of his natural position to help out sometimes in the back three. But the goals that he scored, the, the presence, again, we use that word mentality that he's brought, helped to bring to that Scotland squad. He's, he's been different class and uh, hopefully this time next year, we're, uh, we're watching them in the, the Euros, albeit July the 14th, I believe, is the final. So, uh, we might be two days away preparing for our final but uh, June the 14th next year I think Scotland's going to be there Paul and it's going to be really really exciting great country for Germany to, to host yeah. what, a, what a host it, they, they'll be at the Euros next summer just checking where we are today you're just two days away from the a year before the final the Euro we're, final we're being, yeah. we're being carried away with that but surely we will be there in Germany God, we've, yeah. we've got to be it we're not going to blow yeah, it there's no, no way we're blowing yeah, it we're, 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 going to be, we're going to be there we'll be there. it will be an amazing tournament and, and I know you were there at the World Cup so you're one of the few that have been there yeah, was yeah. it just what, how, Paul, what did you like so much there, about but, it no. uh, you know I remember yeah. being there based myself in, in Frankfurt Few of the Scottish press boys were out coming at the great time. Walter Smith was a Scotland manager at the time, so Walter was out looking at Italy, who were our opponents for the 2008 qualification group. Spent a couple of days with, with, with Walter, which obviously, as you know, Paul, great company. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, but just in, in general terms, um, all the different stadia, you know, whether you were in Munich, uh, whether you were in Leipzig, whether you were in Berlin, uh, Kaiserslautern. Um, Schalke you know all the stadiums brilliant and, and great for getting around as well for any of the Tartan Army that are going to go you know the 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 the, the, the transport the infrastructure is absolutely f- uh, fantastic no look I think Scotland will get there and I, and I hope to be there myself at some point next summer Paul because it would be great to be a part of Go Radio Football Show surely live from München <laughs> or Berlin or any of those great cities that yeah. you mentioned right headlines today Leon Balligan the deal is done he's back at Ibrox a lot of people were surprised he left last summer he's back a one year deal he's 35 now he's at QPR he's got that relationship with Michael Beale and he's back Brendan Rodgers will be his first game in charge tonight albeit it's very much a friendly in Portugal against Porto Menezi um, Feyenoord expecting to have a second bid for uh, to, to receive it from Rangers for Danilo uh, Barry likes the sound of him three and a half million was rejected Rangers yeah. really are spending some money this 
closed season. So that would be signing number eight in the closed season. What about Celtic? We spoke with Sean there for a bit of time about Rangers. Um, today, we know it's speculation time. The Brazilian winger Tete has announced he'll quit Shakhtar Donetsk. He was on loan at Leicester City. He played 13 games, I think, one goal. 23-year-old attacking midfielder. Could you see him coming to Celtic? I think there's something in it, Paul. Right. Yeah, I think that's obviously he's he's played for Brendan Rodgers, worked with him at Leicester City. Um, he's available at Shakhtar Donetsk. Not quite sure what the contractual situation mm-hmm. is there. Obviously, the, the, the complications in that part of the world. But you know, certainly, you know, it probably wouldn't be normally. You'd be you'd be talking tens of millions to buy somebody um, like Teddy. So I, I don't think that would be the case. So yeah, I mean, obviously Celtic have lost Jota. They're probably looking for for a wide player, being linked with one or two. Um, but yeah, I'd imagine I'd imagine Teddy's um, on the radar. And um, just looking back at some of his games, performances for Leicester. You know, yeah, I, I think he could come to Celtic, come to the Scottish game, and do really, really well. I mean, financially, I think it would really stretch uh, Celtic, Paul. But there's a deal there to be done, and we do know that Celtic, are in a very fortunate financial situation, as I've said, if the right player became available, I think Celtic have, have got it in them this summer to go and break their transfer record. And you know, maybe nudge towards a kind of fifty grand a week. Mark yeah. for a player yeah. I think now obviously they've, they've sorted out um, Kyogo Callum McGregor has been Five-year handsomely deal. rewarded as well and rightly so as a captain so both of them would be in and around the highest paid players in the country there's one or two really high earners at Rangers as well but I think Celtic could go and push it out again and, and, and take a for the right player take the, take the weekly wage to a new level Jimmy has been on, he's a big Celtic fan. He's been on the socials at Go Football Show, or you can call 0808 17 17 700. And he said it's 7 2 Rangers at the moment. Summer signings. Oh, the signings. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. first I thought, well, where's this going? And what he's saying is Rangers with seven summer signings, Celtic two so far. So should we read anything into that? No, because if you assess both teams at the end of the season, Rangers needed more surgery. You look Major at the outs. Yeah. So I mean, Celtic's the champions. They've won the treble, you know. For, for me, okay, we've not kicked a ball yet in the new season at any club competitively, but Celtic still have the better squad. Um, Rangers, there's one or two in paper, look really good. They've got to gel, they've got to get it going um, quickly. Um, but for Celtic, they're more settled. Yes, they've lost uh, Jota, but I still think that, that Celtic at, at the moment, Celtic more than more than enough to go and win the the title again. But they're wanting strengthen. They will strengthen. Uh, I think they'll bring in at least a couple of ready-made first-team players. Um, but it's exciting, Paul. You know, it's always sure. exciting to see new business. You know, Rangers said they would get their business. Or Michael Beale wanted to get his business done early. To be fair to them, they have. You know, six or seven players um, in the door. So credit to them um, for that. And we'll see what happens. You can talk seven-two, nine-two, sure. whatever yeah. it ends up. Twelve-four. It's when you get out onto that pitch. And what we do know is that Celtic have the mentality of champions because they've won the title the past two years and it's up to Rangers to go and try and take that from them and it'll take a monumental effort over 38 games to do so but you couldn't rule it out and that's the beauty of the title race that we'll that, uh, that we'll have over the, the coming 10 months Paul Of course Maeda has uh, extended his deal so too has Kyogo and we mentioned this last night he was saying how much he's looking forward to playing for Brendan Rodgers and he appreciates the new increased deal for Kyogo because people thought a few weeks ago would he head south of the mm. border of course uh, Ange Postacoglu spoke for the first time as manager or head coach at Tottenham he met up with Harry Kane today yeah. maybe around about now Harry Kane was there earlier today and they were going to meet up after training um, but more importantly I suppose from a Scottish point of view 
What's, what did he have to say about leaving Celtic? And he said it was a difficult decision to make. My wife and my kids loved it up there. And like I said, they, you know, my whole family was really happy. But we also, you know, I've got two young ones and, and they've lived abroad their whole life in now four different countries. So we, we kind of made a decision as a family that, you know, wherever sort of my profession took us, we'd go and we'd experience that and, and you know, my wife knows better than anyone that I can't resist the challenge. That's when I'm at my best and I, I don't, you know, my history is I've, I've never stayed too long at too many clubs, you know. I've always left when clubs are successful and all I've tried to do wherever I've been is, you know, like most managers, I guess you try and leave the club you've you've kind of inherited in a better place than when you picked it up and, and you know, like I said, hopefully um, make a positive impact and, you know, it, it was a tough decision for sure but... but it was a tough decision to leave the Australian national team before a World Cup. It was tough to leave, you know, Yokohama after, you know, winning the championship there, you know. You establish relationships with people. They're always tough decisions. But for me, you know, I've always gone with my gut with these things. And, and like I said, I, I, I know when I'm at my best. And when I'm at my best is when the challenge is the biggest. And I thought this was a challenge that kind of would, would, would fit all of the things that I'm looking for in the next step. Mark, um, he's always pretty straightforward, isn't he? Yeah. He answers the questions. And I saw the media in England thought it was a near-perfect performance by him. And I know yeah. it's only talking at the moment, sure. but good start, did you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, he spoke well for the couple of years at Celtic, delivered some really good messages, was on point, made people think twice, you know, put a lot of people in the shade with his answers mm -hmm. as well because they were, they were considered. And most of the time, you know, just straight for the heart. And that's, that's what you want. You just want... A bit of honesty. There's no doubt it was a difficult decision, but for him and his family, uh, career-wise, on and off the park, you've got to say it was the right decision. He said the new challenge. He won five trophies out of six with Celtic. Um, I, I don't know exactly, what obviously, what, what the money will be, but he's probably quadrupled, if not more than that, five or six times. He's and he'll be on a handsome salary at Celtic for sure. So you take all that into account. The chance to go and work in England, Paul, it's too good to turn down. We talk Spurs Stadium. At the moment, you call Spurs a, a sleeping giant, a chance to go and get a grip with that club and, and, and go and try and do something special and memorable with them. So it was there. And then for Celtic, they've lost a fantastic manager, but they've replaced him for me with an even better one. That's what I was so about to it's say. Worked to you. out yeah. well for Celtic. Don't, I mean, I think some people, maybe not so much now, but a couple of weeks ago when Brendan yeah. Rodgers was appointed, I think they were clouded by Brendan Rodgers' exit yep. rather than what he achieved as manager. And look at what he achieved. Seven trophies out of seven and left them well on their way to winning the final two under Neil Lennon to make it nine out of nine. Look at what he inherited. Look at what he left. Look at the Scott Brown they inherited to the one that he left. Kieran Tierney, Callum McGregor, James Fords, Tom Rogic. Look at what he did with Tom Rogic. So you put all that in the crowd. He is an absolutely first-class manager. He is a winner. And... For Celtic, not that I think there'd have been any complacency under Ange Postecoglou, but Brendan Rodgers is coming in fresh. Callum McGregor is buzzing. He's buzzing about working with uh, Brendan Rodgers so again. Well. Yeah, and yeah. he's told all the players. So, you know, he knows he's been given his new contract with Brendan Rodgers really championed for as well. So again, we've not kicked a ball, Paul. No club in Scotland has kicked a ball competitively. But looking at Celtic with a new manager, etc., I think Celtic are again in a really strong place. He's absolutely the right man, mate. He's, he's he's a fantastic manager and he loves that football club. He was, 
he was constantly messaging me while I was a Celtic manager to make sure that I stayed on track and we had success. And uh, yeah, I've exchanged messages with him. He's been, you know, look. To be fair, when I when I got the role, he he was very very supportive at the start. And yeah, uh, you know, um, you know when I got this role, he you know, sent me a nice message, and I've I've kind of reciprocated with that and, and stayed in contact with him and all the staff there. And uh, like I said I've got no doubt they'll they'll have great success and and. Hopefully, make an impact Champions League. I know that's what his ambition is, and um, and the, that group of players and that staff um, certainly uh, have the capabilities of doing that. So, uh, hopefully, that 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 happens. It's going to be some season, isn't it, Mark? Ah, People, both sides. Well, all clubs yeah. are looking forward. We will talk about the other teams as well. Yeah. But it's I, I don't remember a close season where there's been so much activity. Obviously, Celtic had big activity um, buying a couple of seasons ago when yeah. the manager came in, Ange Postecoglou. But Celtic have a stronger squad just now. Yeah. Rangers buying in so many players. Brendan Rodgers back in town. It's yeah, box a, office. Yeah, a, yeah. I mean, Paul, I remember this time last year that we bombed yourself and, yeah. and we Barry and other guys and I thought you know this could go to the wire I said last summer I think it'll take 100 points to win the title I think it's you know I didn't see both both of them drop many points I have to be honest I thought it'd be a lot closer than what it yep. was you know Rangers just didn't live up to it over 38 games I didn't see what unfolded for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst in the first mm. four months losing his job because he had a fantastic start got him a European mm. final won the Scottish Cup and then got him into the Champions League but like I say if you look back now with the benefit of hindsight, the four-day period, the first old firm game of the season at Parkhead, yeah. and then going to Amsterdam, the opening game of the Champions League, that, that that finished off Giovanni Van Brock effectively. Rangers never really recovered from that. Michael Beal came in, got them going in a really good spell, got the league form back again. However, when it came to it, couldn't beat Celtic the games that mattered in the League Cup or in the, or in the Scottish Cup or in the, 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 the league games. Uh, but Rangers won the last league game of the season which will give them something. You know, it takes that monkey off their back. It changes the narrative, which is important as well in the build-up to, to old firm games. But yeah, you're right, Paul. I mean, most of the time, I think we're buzzing. Aren't we? yeah, a absolutely. new season, you sure. know, a few new signings come in, maybe a new manager. Yeah. Season ticket renewals all over the country are, are, are great. Even in a financial crisis, people still find a way to back their football club and, and credit to them uh, for that. So yeah, the League Cup gets underway here this weekend. On Saturday, European games, you know, Hibs, Aberdeen, yeah. they'll be, be coming up uh, soon. So and they've got to start be doing better, about. haven't they? Sorry, the other clubs, Aye. the Hibs, yeah. the Hearts, the Aberdeen. Oh, so, Some of the results have been embarrassing, yeah. let's be honest. Dundee United. Yeah, I mean, Coman look at knocked out by, by, by a Welsh team. Yeah. Dundee United losing, what, seven goals to Alkmaar. Yeah. Um, you know, so some of the results. So, yeah, they've, they've, they've got to do better. And I'm sure Lee Johnson at Hibs, Barry Robson at Aberdeen, that's what they'll be hammering home with their players. Now, you look at Hearts getting into the Conference League last season, you get group games, so it's, it's probably about three million quid. Paul, so financially as well, we're talking about it being a game changer for, for Rangers and for Celtic, but for, for, um, for the other clubs as well, getting a kind of three million quid windfall and, you know, guaranteed six European games, really, really exciting times. 0808 17 17 700 still time if you want to speak to Mark Weedy it's the one hour special this time tomorrow night it's going to be Barry Ferguson Barry will be with us tomorrow night and then on Friday night Peter Grant so it's some roster isn't it Oof. Monday night with uh, Barry and, and uh, Neil it was uh, they're, they're terrific the two of them yeah. great respect and there's yeah. a little bit of you know, professional yeah. needle what you'd expect but they, they get on so well I think you were with a legend uh, in Spain, can we say that the other week? You popped over there and did I see a picture of you and Davy Proven? Yeah, I met Davy for lunch. Obviously, Davy was there full time. Yeah. yeah, with a lovely, a lovely um, long lunch, as you, as you yeah. would call it, uh, Paul. Is he yeah, enjoying beautiful. Spain? Yeah. yeah, 
loving it. It was it was great to see Dave. He was he was looking great. He was looking well. And why wouldn't you? You know, when you're living over in a, a wonderful climate um, like that, and just uh, enjoying his life. But missing the football, missing the guys. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was um, terrific on but, Sky. He was brilliant ah, here on Go Radio. He was yeah. about the bit, and you yeah. gave him his yeah. stat, Paul. Well, you exactly. gave him his stat, and a, uh, was even brilliant. What a career he had in in, in broadcasting. A brilliant column in the News of the World, and then the the Sun. Yeah, I mean, David sure. was a brilliant columnist, wrote it himself, etc. So no, he was it was a a brilliant broadcast and a brilliant journalist. And it was just nice to to catch up with him going down memory lane. It's great. He'll be uh, maybe he tunes in now and again to us. Or maybe not, mind you, in the Costa Blanca, <laughs> Brava, wherever he is, somewhere <laughs> in Spain. Quick break, and then we're back live from the Costa, the Gorbals. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go. Wednesday evening, the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi taking some of your calls and quite a few of the Rangers fans happy with seven summer signings. So that's nine in total under Michael Beale. And the Celtic fans looking forward to, well, is it going to be a repeat of a treble winning season, which they got last season under Ange Postacoglu or a double the year before in Europe? Surely, Mark, that must be why. Well, one of the big reasons why Brendan Rodgers took the call from the, the majority shareholder and came back to Celtic. Is it f- to do something in Europe? I mean, certainly they'll, they'll want to improve. That's for sure. I mean, last season's results weren't good. I mean, one or two of the performances for an hour or yep. so were really good and very encouraging. You know, Celtic missed a, you know, a number of sitters um, yep. at key moments um, in games. So, yeah, and Brendan Rodgers, you know, what I think what Celtic need to get back to, um, Paul, you know, talk about having Neil Lennon in the studio. When Neil Lennon was a player under Matt Neal, they made Parkhead a fortress. And Gordon Strachan as well when yeah. he was manager and Neil had some some big nights. But really over the piece for the past a decade or so, I've not really looked at it that closely, but roughly for about a decade, the, the, the um, results and performances at Parkhead in Europe haven't yeah. been good enough. Let, let, let's be honest. But, you know, other than one or two wee results here and there. So you need to go and get that first and foremost because if you can get your home results, you give yourself a chance. If you can get to seven points, you'll give yourself a chance. And seven points for Celtic... I'm not saying it's a gimme, but it should be achievable. It should be a, a realistic target. One in two home games and nicking a point yep. away from home. That's Regardless of, of who you get, you've got to look to go and try and do that. And the seven points would normally get you third place, might even get you um, second place. But that's got to be the bare minimum for a club um, like Celtic. And I'm sure that's what Brendan Rodgers has got his eye on. Certainly, European football in some shape or form after Christmas. And um, yeah, why not? Let's see what the draw brings for, for Celtic, of course. But... Yeah, an improvement in last season for sure. And for Rangers, they would be... Well, are they desperate to get in the, for the Champions League? They would be in terms of the money, but it was yeah. maybe just too much. It was a tough section. You mentioned I, earlier on, you know, yeah, Liverpool, Napoli, Paul, the money's... T- I have to be honest, the money's a be-all and end-all. Yeah, sure. yeah sure. you know, yeah. so if you're getting, you know, 30 million quid, but you might be in the end of, you know, two or three horses, then Suck it up. you're going take to have it. to take it sure. if you're part yeah. of it. Take it, and then you don't believe that that's going to happen. Then you always believe you can go and win games, and rightly so. And for Rangers, again, they'd want to look to, to improve, finishing bottom of the section, one or two real sore ones in there. So it wasn't good enough either um, from Rangers. But the be all and end all, uh, Paul, particularly when they look across the t- city and see Celtic in a, an unbelievably strong financial position, Rangers need to get that Champions League money. It's quite a gap financially, isn't it? If Rangers miss out, and they're spending heavily this summer, you would expect them to... So Kamara, I'll throw a few names, you'd expect him to go for some well, they're, they're, money? I'm, I'm pretty sure that they want yeah. to get something in, but you know, so far... And, and, still a wee bit quiet, Paul. Other countries yeah. are still to get going. We, we, you know, Rangers are doing a lot of early business because they have to and good on them. But in terms of other countries, it'll pick up, I think, from here on in. How many days to go in the transfer window? 50. Oh. 50 days to go, Paul. What a mind. 50 days. What a memory. 
50 days. So, yeah, there's still a bit of time to go there. One of the big signings they've got, Cyril Deserves. People like the sound of him. You know, he spoke well. It's about what you do once you're on the pitch. He said, look, I've come to Ibrox. I liked what I heard and I'm determined to win trophies. Uh, I've I've won the cup in Belgium, uh, but of course I want more. And that's obviously one of the reasons why I came to Rangers. Uh, we won't get anything for free. Uh, that's clear. Um, but but uh, that's that's a nice challenge, and uh, we want to go. And I want to win trophies here uh, together with with the boys. And uh, yeah, I think I think this is an, an amazing club to be at, and and especially if you could win a title or a cup here, I think uh, yeah, that will be something that you will never forget for the rest of your life. And of course, he's following the footsteps of uh, Morellas, who we talked about so much last season, but a few years ago, well, he was brilliant for Rangers. Um, yeah, of course, uh, Alfredo did, did amazing things uh, for Rangers and at Ibrox. Um, so it's, 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 it's never easy to come after a good striker like he was. But on the other side, I, I, I cannot look at the past. Uh, I'm only here for the present and, and for the future. And uh, I hope... To do, to do some nice things, to do some good things for Rangers as well. And I hope uh, I, can, I can build a similar relationship with the fans, but uh, that will depend on, on our relationship and on, on the things I do on the, on the pitch and off the pitch. So uh, I'm confident that that, that that could work. Mark, will you now predict your Rangers and Celtic team for the game at the beginning of September? <laughs> it's going to be someday, September isn't it? Can you imagine? Yeah. So yeah. Rangers obviously get butling. I'm joking, it's yeah. too early. Although the Rangers team is taking shape. Yeah. There can't be many more coming in. Maybe yeah. uh, Danilo, maybe Sifuentes. They fancy him as well yeah, from LA. I think that is going to happen yeah. properly. But I certainly did. One thing that you can tell, Paul, from those couple of clips that you've played about yeah. Dessers and he speaks well, he gets it. Mm-hmm. He gets right. it. He switched on. You can tell he's an intelligent boy. You know, he spoke well there about Morelos, but he's right, that's in the past. It's absolutely no relevance at all and to him. He wants to build a relationship with the Rangers fans and in order to do that, you've got to play well and you've got to score goals. So he gets it. I, I like the sound of of, uh, of Dessers and um, you know, let's see what he can do in a Rangers jersey. And you like an exclusive, Mark. You built a career on it and then Monday night we got an exclusive with Neil Lennon who said, yeah. we at Celtic, when he was manager, had a look at Deserves. And at the press conference he was asked about it and he said, well, you know, you don't know all the, the business that's going on. But he spoke about Glasgow and yeah. obviously spoke about Rangers and he spoke well about them. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I think it speaks for itself. Uh, Rangers, of course, is a is a massive club. Uh, the history is known... Um, the stadium, the fans, uh, and the, the, even the city, everything is amazing. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, of course, I, I spoke with uh, with the manager as well. He spoke about what's going on now. Uh, the after after uh, not such an easy season, there there is a new wind now in the club, and I want to be a part of that. He said the city's amazing. Wait, wait till it really gets going again. You know, it's had a couple couple of tough years here in Glasgow, but it's opening up again. Market is a brilliant city, yeah. and it's just football mad. Oh, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant yeah. football in city, Paul. They love it, you know, Glasgow. Yeah, it's 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 got downsides, it, it's got it faults. But you know, sure. when when both sets of fans in Glasgow, the Celtic fans and the Rangers fans, when they're on it for the right reasons and in the right way, there's nothing to beat them. And um whether you're Cyril Desairs, whether you're you're Tilio at Celtic, whatever it is, the new signings, Jack Butlin coming in, they're gonna love it. You know, if you don't love running out in front of fifty thousand Rangers fans at Ibrooks or sixty thousand Celtic fans at, at Celtic Park, then you've got a problem. You shouldn't be playing football. Those guys will love it and embrace it and, and wish every one of them all the best. At Celtic, could it be Donny van de Beek? Could you see it happening? Again, Didn't another big name yeah. that, that, that's, been, that's been linked uh, with Celtic. Again, you know, I, I, 
and I'm not saying it's a it'll be an easy one and it'll be a cheap one, but you know it might be one that Man United are, are you know quite easy to do business with in terms of three or four of those guys that will just want to get out the uh, the door. Obviously, the wages could be could be a stumbling block. So it depends on how much come and go there is in somebody like Van de Beek, uh, Paul. But certainly in terms of his of his ability, he's had a you know an unfortunate couple of years, but there's no doubt he's a top top player and would but, and would enhance the Celtic team. Let's hear one more from Ange Postecoglou because he was asked about Scottish football and specifically, um, is it a step up moving to Tottenham? I don't know about step ups. I mean, I had the same question when I got to the SPL, but I've coached at a World Cup, so I've coached it, you know, um, in different leagues. I think every challenge is the same, to be honest, because it's relative to the competition you're in. Is this going to be a massive challenge? Absolutely. But, you know, Celtic was a massive challenge. I mean, I know people sort of say that, you know, in Scotland, you, you know, if you're Celtic, you can finish, you know, you're either going to finish first or second, but second is last. Second, I'm not in the job. You have to finish first. So, you know, irrespective of kind of what outside thoughts are, there's still a demand there. And it's not just about winning. It's a manner in which you win as well. You know, what other people perceive as a step up in level, you're working with also better players and, you know, bigger organisation, more resources. So all those kind of things are relative. So I, I don't dismiss any success at any level for anybody in life, you know, because as I said, I guarantee you even the lowest levels of what we perceive, whether that's football or life, somebody is grafting to be successful against the relative competition. So I've never seen it as a step up. I just see it as a new challenge for me. Brilliant. I mean, I mean, great. And, and what great respect to Scottish football because you could easily say, yeah, 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 and the English media would have, would have lapped up. But he's kind of, I think whoever it is has asked that question, or he's given a wee kind of gentle slap and he's he's really stuck up for Scottish football there. Spoke very well about Celtic, spoke about the challenges, and he's right. You know, he could go to Spurs and finish fourth or fifth and, and be a hero, but had he lost the title this season, yeah, he might have struggled to keep his job. So, yeah, speaks very, very well. It'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a loss uh, from yeah. that point of view. You know, it, it, it was great for Celtic um, on and off the pack, but it's moved on. And um, wish Hans Postecoglou and, and Spurs um, all the best next season. Hope it, uh, hope the move works out for him. If you're second in Glasgow or in Scotland, he was saying there, you're not in a job. And that's interesting, isn't it, as we yeah. look to this season. So we're asking Barry around the week and Neil as well, what's success for the two managers this coming season then? Um, for Michael Beale, has to win a trophy? Yeah, he, he needs to win a, a trophy, Paul. And, and if it's, you know, I think he, he might get away with not winning the league, but he needs to take Celtic all the way and win a bit of silverware. But, but honestly, Paul, the month of August is massive for yeah, Michael sure. Beale. You know, massive. If you compare him... Just spoken about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst who lost his job within six months of getting Rangers to a final, of winning the Scottish Cup, of bringing in 30 million quid in transfer fees for Aribo and, and Bassey, particularly Bassey, really worked on Bassey, um, turned him into a player. He transformed uh, him. Uh, yeah, transformed him and then um, got him into the Champions League yeah. against two, two difficult yeah. ties. Four months later, he's out of job because he wasn't keeping up with Celtic, which is understandable but in other points, I felt a bit sorry for Van Bronckhorst. Michael Beale, if you assess him now, albeit he's been in the job for seven months, he's not won a trophy yet, and he's got the Champions League qualifiers to come in the next six or seven weeks. He needs to, he needs to go and he needs to go and do that. Um, and for Brendan Rodgers, if he yeah. doesn't win the title, I'm not saying he would be sacked or he would lose his job, but it would be for Brendan Rodgers alone never mind the Celtic supporters yeah. he would deem that absolutely unacceptable if he didn't win the league this season well, his benchmark is so high isn't it because yeah. as you yeah. said he didn't lose a tournament he's, he's taking over the champions he's exactly. taking over the yeah. champions they've got financial muscle we don't know how they're going to 
spend that if they do spend it but I'm sure they will but no, I think Michael Beale needs to take Celtic close but he needs to win a bit of silver he can't get away with a trophy this season again I think he'll know that himself and it's unusual coming in to any football club Brendan Rodgers comes in to a really successful team normally yeah. you're brought in because it's 999 you know there's something yeah. wrong it's going to be a fascinating season can anyone challenge or who's going to challenge for third because if I say who's going to it's like saying I, but, 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 Paul I think the I'd be very surprised um, if it's not Hibs, Aberdeen and Aberdeen in whatever Hibs, order Aberdeen, three, four yeah. and five uh, Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen and then I think it's any one from, from the other seven clubs you know whether it's Dundee Ross County St Johnson Motherwell whatever St Mirren you know clubs and St Mirren yeah, yeah and then take your take your pick what happens um, after that but I, I think the, the, the first five would be set in stone and then the other seven you could almost put them in the hat and from the championship the Jags came so close yeah. I mean moments away from coming up they were three ahead do you think they could come up this coming season it's too early to say but have you got a feeling that they could kick on Chris Doolin they've lost yeah. a couple of players um, yeah. uh, which was unfortunate for them they were so close to, to winning promotion then they they blew it but um, yeah I mean I think they'll bounce back there'll be a determination there obviously you've, you've got Queen's Park you've got Wraith Rovers yeah. you've got new owners um, as well you know big ambitions at at Starts Park you've got Inverness Billy Dodds um, you've got the Scottish Cup final um last season so there's there's a lot going on you've got Dunfermline coming up big big football club yeah. full time so and there's a lot going on in the league it's, it's a, the championships are a brilliant league Paul it really is Mark that's the hour has come and gone thanks so much Enjoyed it. Thanks, we come Paul. back next week this time yes. tomorrow night thank you it's Barry Ferguson will be here with us at 5 the news is next back tomorrow night with Barry at 5 the Go Radio Football Show the countdown to the new season is underway let's go